0: What's up everyone and welcome to Roots of Humanity, a podcast that celebrates the beautiful people and culture of our world. My name is Drew Binsky. I'm a world traveler and content creator who has spent the past 12 years traveling to all 197 countries in the world. In today's episode, I will be speaking with my friend Fatima who comes from Kuwait. She is one of the most traveled females that I know and she also runs a popular Instagram where she showcases our beautiful planet.
1: When I started traveling I always tell people oh this country's cheap and they're like no it's not cheap and then I realized because of the the currency exchange because Kuwait is very expensive.
0: In this podcast we will be diving deep into Kuwaiti culture what it means to her to grow up there and also other exciting Middle Eastern things that you may have never heard about. Thanks for tuning in and let's get into it. Talk about where you're from and where are your parents and grandparents and great-grandparents from?
1: Well, I'm from Kuwait. Parents, grandparents, mom and dad, both sides are also from Kuwait. So we're all from here.
0: I was under the impression that Kuwaitis are just like immigrants, like people in Dubai. But you're telling me, your third, fourth, fifth generation family has all lived on that exact block of land. It's a small country.
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot of us come from a few track where their like grand, grand, grandparents come from, from Saudi Arabia, which is like most of us are from there. There are some people that come from Iran. Some people come from like different parts of the GCC generally. And that's when Kuwait did not exist at the time. So I think like my route would go maybe to Saudi Arabia.
0: So... GCC, that's a term that I didn't know what it was before I started traveling, and I feel like many people listening don't even know what that means. A lot of Americans would say Middle East, and that is referring to like all the like Arabic country or Muslim majority countries, but GCC means Gulf countries, right?
1: Correct. So GCC is Gulf countries, and mostly the countries that are next to each other, and we all share the same dialect of Arabic. Uh, GCC has uh, Kuwait, Saudi Arabia, UAE, Qatar, uh, Oman, and Bahrain. So usually when we say GCC, we mean one of those countries.
0: So Yemen doesn't count?
1: No, it's part of the Middle East, but not GCC.
0: This is really interesting already. So you, you counted Saudi Arabia as GCC, but Yemen is south of Saudi Arabia. So how could Yemen be part of the Middle East? It's not geographically near the Middle East. It doesn't make I, sense. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's so interesting. Have you been to Yemen?
1: I have not been to Yemen, no.
0: You're one of the like most spontaneous travelers I know. You've been, like every time I check on you, you're in a different place. It's, it's wild.
1: I know, it's so random. I don't plan, like I don't plan to go to countries next to each other. I just like go wherever the flow takes
0: me. Yeah, like you're in, you're in Spain all the time. And then you're in like Vietnam. And then you're in Argentina. And then you're in Canada. And that makes no sense on the map. But somehow you just like move around. I want to talk a little bit more about Kuwait. Because a lot of people that are watching this video or listening to this podcast, they've heard of Kuwait. They probably heard about the war in, in the early nineties or the Iraqi invasion. They probably know about that. Maybe like Americans would know about that because we were involved in that. I don't want to get political, <laughs> uh, but but nobody knows like what's going on in Kuwait. So to somebody who has no idea what Kuwait is, how would you explain it to them?
1: Whenever someone asks me, "Is like, whoa, Kuwait, what is that? I'd be like, it's a very tiny country <laughs> in the Middle East. And they're like, okay, how small? And I tell them like you can finish the entire country from north to south and maybe give or take three hours and that's it. You're done with the country. So it's a very small country with like around 3.4 million population. Of those, maybe 1.9 are Kuwaitis. So really like small we're very cultural when you come to kuwait you can see the culture in kuwait Um, a lot of people speak arabic and the younger generation speak a lot of english uh, we love foreigners when they come to us we always like take pride to show them well we have the country and feed them a lot so whenever somebody's visiting kuwait i tell them make sure you don't eat before you come to Kuwait, like stay hungry, come to Kuwait hungry, because you're probably going to gain extra kilos when you're when you're in the country. That's pretty much what I tell them, like snippets of things, because like it's funny when I get asked, I used to get asked this question a lot in the past, but maybe not recently. I see a lot of change in, in people's education and maybe curiosity to know about different countries they used to ask me they're like so do you live in tents do you have camels and you know how's it like are you in a desert and I don't blame them if this is what they know about Kuwait because maybe they haven't seen much except the war at the time but Kuwait is very developed we have so many restaurants shops uh, we have a desert yes uh, we have the beach we have uh, beach houses we have gardens and Parks and so on, so it's it's really a developed country, and you can see the city when when you visit.
0: A lot of people are familiar with Dubai, so culturally speaking, what are the differences in your mind between Dubai and Kuwait?
1: I love Dubai I like to go for a vacation for a weekend, but I live to, I like to live in Kuwait more. Maybe I think Dubai is very Vegas-like, if you will. So the high buildings, life is very fast-paced over there. Uh, people would go to like. You know, be fascinated with everything that's happening and and all the things. But here it's more chilled. It's more where you can have a family, live like a normal, less fast paced life, I would say. And you see more culture here than Dubai, because when you go to the Emirates, I feel you see more culture in Abu Dhabi more than Dubai. Because Dubai has a lot of, uh, maybe people are there for work. So it's more foreigners and people who are trying to network and meet meet each other. So it's a great place for business opportunities, maybe. But here, it's more family-oriented. It's more, you make friends that are going to stay for a long time and not leave in a year or two.
0: Let's talk about the food. So I've been to Kuwait and that's when I first met you. So... We, we had a great time. And I remember eating the most amazing dishes. You probably remember like the, the the little outdoor market we went to with like sitting on the table. I think I came in the perfect season. It was December. And so it was like not hot because most of the year is really hot, like Arizona, where I am now. So talk about the, the cuisine, because I know that's a huge part of Kuwaiti culture. What are the best meals and kind of how does food bring people together? Because I've, I've experienced it myself.
1: So food in Kuwait is really, really, really good. We share the same dishes in the Gulf region generally, or maybe like even the Middle East because everything is rice based. And then the main differences is the seasoning that you use like the saffron or like um, if you add chicken or you add the fish or meat. It's just the way you cook it, you know where this dish is coming from. Is it from Kuwait or from Saudi Arabia? And our main dish is usually called mechbous. And that's what I like really love. Whenever I come back from a trip, I always tell my parents, I'm like, please, I want mechbous. And then like, they cook it for me and then it's in the meal. Um, It's very important for us to sit all together for lunch, usually with the family. And we share either local or international food it depends but in the houses everybody cooks and and local food is really good and when you go to markets and local places they would serve you like really 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 good local food so it depends and and there's a lot of arabic influenced food as well like something from lebanon or from syria or from even yemen or iraq they have a lot of different dishes and like diverse here all you can find in all restaurants or even houses
0: what is machbous?
1: Machbous, yeah, okay. So machbous is basically a rice-based dish. Usually, it's it's with saffron and some other condiments that you add. Like, uh, I wish one of my friends here. She's whenever I travel with her, she cooks for us sometimes. So she does the best machbous. She's really good. And then you put a chicken on top of it, and then some sauce on the side. Wow. So it's the sauce is more like soup, and it has okra sometimes and uh potato. So it's like soup that you pour over the um, rice and chicken and you eat all together.
0: You know, it's lunchtime here where I'm talking to you from. So you just made me really hungry. How does it feel like from such a small country and and you travel a lot? You've been to, I think, over 100 countries. I remember you told me you don't count countries, but I'm pretty sure it's over 100. How do you feel like representing Kuwait? And does it make you feel special? Do you feel unique? Do you feel a little bit shy to talk to open up that you're from Kuwait? Like what is it? feel like to be from Kuwait and and most people don't know the country
1: definitely not shy very proud to tell people and introduce myself from Kuwait because to a lot of people I'm the first Kuwaiti that they meet and I'm very happy to like set the tone and tell them how Kuwait is because again yes we are cultural yes we are So a lot of us are religious and and like they're covered and so on. But we also have the knees and the country. So like uh, people can walk around without wearing like a headscarf or an abaya, which is like the long black dress. So we have a mix of both worlds in kuwait and when i go and people look at me and you're like and they, and they ask me wait you're from kuwait how come you're you look like that or you're not wearing a head cover and so on so i'm really happy to tell them like you know the differences and you know and how we are and that women are actually liberal and they can travel and they can go around and you know we can we can travel and be explorers as well so it's nice and for also the people from kuwait so like the other side which are The women from Kuwait and from the Middle East and in in the Gulf region, I'm happy that they see that this is something that they could do as well, because we're always concerned for safety. We're, We're always worried about traveling alone as female travelers. And we come from a different culture than the foreign world to us. So to us, this is very new. We're not used to like being alone and independent and so on. So seeing this change and knowing that i have a hand and that change really really makes me proud
0: if somebody had one week to spend in kuwait and they're really excited to go and they have no idea what to do what itinerary would you give them
1: so first of all i'd tell them not to stay for a week
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious.
1: and second of all i'd tell them to come in winter because that's like the way to see the country otherwise it's super super hot Uh, Two to three nights in Kuwait is perfect. I would recommend they stay somewhere that is beachside, where they can walk on the beach strip And Kuwait. I think when you came, you stayed somewhere near the beach.
0: I was in a hotel. I don't know if it was on the beach, but it wasn't far.
1: You were in Kuwait City, but you were like, um, let's say, 20 minutes walk from the beach. So I would recommend that they stay on the beach itself because there's a lot of walking things to do on the beach and a lot of things to see, like Kuwait Towers on the beachside. And then definitely to go to, Kuwait, to the Kuwait market, which is the one you went for lunch and you met uh, the old people. And, ah oh, yeah, the story is, is interesting. I always keep on telling my friends. When we sat to have lunch, there's one of the guys, uh, like the elder people in Kuwait, he comes and he sits and he looks at you and he's like, Where are you from? <laughs> Arabic. And you were looking at me and you're like, What is this guy saying? <laughs> And he started like talking to me in in Arabic telling me to explain to you, you know, this is this and Kuwait is that and it was a really nice uh, memory. So yeah, Al Mubarakiya, which is a place that they can take out for sure. And then I definitely, definitely recommend to try a lot of the restaurants in Kuwait. So local food, international food. So maybe doing a food tour where you'd like combine different restaurants and walk around Kuwait City. Um, there's the Grand Mosque tour. Uh, I think when you came I wasn't able to take you there, but now they do tours inside the Grand Mosque. So you can go, you see the mosque, you see the architecture from the inside, and then they would tell you about it. It's super, super nice. Yeah, and then we have like really awesome indoor malls. I know people ideally don't like to go for shopping in places, but this is part of the country. Like A lot of locals go to the malls because usually the weather is not great. So they take their families and they would spend literally the day in the mall because it's huge. So that's something that's worth checking out.
0: Everything you're saying is bringing back my memories of Kuwait, and and we had a really great time. And I want to go back. The one thing I didn't enjoy about Kuwait, can you guess what it is?
1: Well, there, no. What
0: (laughs) is it? Prices. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The worst feeling was going to an ATM in Kuwait because the exchange rate is like, I don't know what it is, but it's like $1 is like 0.5 Kuwaiti dinars or whatever. So you go to the ATM and you only take out like 60 dinars, and you, and, and, no, no, you put like, yeah, $200 and it gives you like 60 and you're like, "What? I just like money is already gone the moment I put it in the ATM. I think it's a, the 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 currency is the strongest currency in the world, right?" It is. As a traveler, technically, you have it the best of anybody else.
1: That's true, and it's funny. I, at the beginning when I started traveling, I always tell people, "Oh, this country's cheap. This country's cheap. This country's cheap." And they look at me and they're like, "No, it's not cheap. What like what are you a print like what is this? Do you come from a rich family or something? I'm like, no, but it, it is cheap. And then I realized because of the, the currency exchange, because is very expensive. So in comparison, wherever you go, you're getting things for less.
0: When you go to a country like Vietnam or, or Pakistan or something, or India, I mean, it's, it's for me, it, it's cheap. And obviously, cheap is a relative term, as you just talked about. Um, you know when you're used to using dollars and you go to a country like uh, Vietnam it's it's very affordable but as a, as a Kuwaiti it's like double. it's like d- double cheaper.
1: Uh, in Ukraine just now. I stayed in a chalet in the mountain and it was six dinars per night, which is like time Street around18 dollars a night. and to me I was like what you know what I mean Like that to me that was like super super cheap. <laughs>
0: Do you think it's important to preserve your your cultural identity as a Kuwaiti? Or do you ever have the urge to leave? Or do you always want to come back? How important is it to you to like remain traditional Kuwaiti? It's
1: funny because I was talking about this earlier today with a friend of mine. Uh, She told me, I realized you love the country and being Kuwaiti. I'm like, yeah, why wouldn't I? (laughs) And it was funny because like, it's a very valid question because I get to travel all the time and so on and so forth. I did want to leave Kuwait for one reason. I feel that there is a lot I'm missing uh, just by living in Kuwait for a younger person. So maybe we don't get to live the life that you would get to live, let's say, at 16 or 17 so I felt that I wanted to live somewhere where I can walk around uh, or like travel from one state to the other by car, just being in the same country without having to travel, get a visa and so on and so forth. So there are very, very small details that wa- like I wanted to maybe leave because of. Other than that, I think Kuwait is super, super comfortable to live in. I love it. Everything is almost great. It's very safe for us to be here. We can leave our wallets on a table and go to a restroom and come back and it's still there waiting for us so relatively like it's really really safe so being in somewhere like this and a culture like this of course like I would I'm very happy here do I keep my identity when I travel I don't know in what sense because no sometimes I just try to blend in with whatever culture I go to not to be pointed out at somebody who's a foreigner so I don't really like per se keep an identity when I travel no
0: But it's in your heart, of course. Kuwait is very safe. And all the GCC countries, you know, I've yet to go to Saudi, but I've heard it can be similar to Kuwait. I mean, it's, it's amazing. You don't even think about safety. You don't even think that someone's gonna rob you. Or even in the middle of the night, you can walk around and it's extremely safe and secure, which is a huge misconception. People think, people, Americans think, oh my God, Middle East, like Muslims. Oh my God, it's so dangerous. But in fact, Kuwait is safer than anywhere in the United States, hands down, which is really, really cool. Do you wish that Kuwait kind of had more of an international claim to fame? Because let's be real, like what do people know Kuwait as? I mean, you have those cool towers, but they're not like the Burj Khalifa in Dubai. You don't have like a Coliseum or pyramids of Giza. Like nobody really knows what's happening there. Do you kind of wish that more people knew? Or are you happy that it's like a hidden gem?
1: No, I'm not happy that it's a hidden gem. I would love for it to open up and uh, to focus on tourism more and to start like doing things like what Dubai and, and Saudi Arabia is doing now. Like I would love for Kuwait to step up a little bit tourism-wise. I think when the right people come in the future, maybe that would be something that's possible for tourism. Like people who would care about tourism and want to see Kuwait as a touristy destination. For now, I don't think it's part of the strategy for the country. So till then, we'll see. But definitely, I would love for it to be...
0: Yeah, because you guys don't really rely on tourism for your economy. Your economy is doing just fine, at least to my knowledge. So you don't need to push it so hard. I hope that people are listening to this or watching this and they want to visit Kuwait now because it really is a hidden gem. It's It's a great place. And I think it's so easy to stop there. If you're in Dubai or something, you can just like, what is it like a 30 minute flight from Dubai or one hour? An hour, yeah an hour flight. Super easy. And there's like five different airlines that can take you there and it's super cheap. Is there anything else you want to say about Kuwait that you haven't said yet?
1: I would say it's a good idea to reach out to somebody who's a local to show you around the country because still like tourism is is in place in Kuwait. I think there are a lot of places that would not maybe be visible for somebody who's very foreign to Kuwait. So don't rely on like finding a website. Other than HelloExplorer.com, which is my website that is currently catered to tourism, local tourism. I don't know if I told you that. Throughout Corona, I started doing touristy activities in the country because of lack of tourism in Kuwait. So, for example, like other than Hello Explorer, of course, um, you can... Reach out to people in in the country, in Kuwait. Check if somebody or one of the locals could take you around and show you like and sit with you for lunch or dinner. That'd be a really awesome experience. A lot of people from Kuwait would love to take you out and show you around.
0: To conclude, if you could say one message to everybody in the world watching this, what would you tell them?
1: Uh, I would say it's a quote I just read a few days ago and I really liked it. If you never go, you'll never know. So go, you will know.
0: That's incredible. I love that quote. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for chatting in Kuwait and uh, let people know how they can find you.
1: They can find me on Instagram. They can find me on Hello965 everywhere, all social media channels. And yeah, I'll be happy to uh, help with questions.
0: Thank you so much. And I'll see you soon in Dubai.
1: Definitely, yes. To celebrate.
0: Bye-bye.
1: Bye, take care.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast episode. If you feel inspired by this conversation, please share it with somebody who would enjoy listening. And if you're here for the first time, make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Also, don't forget to leave a review. Every week, I'm going to be looking through them and highlighting my favorite one. And with that all being said, I will see you guys next week. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich.